Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sander Lanch podcast. Today, we are talking about Elantris chapters 12 and 13, wherein Rathen, Rathen, he has a, he, he gives a sermon, and then Diloff gives some sermon, and then we find out that he's uh, just a, a little bit of a, a hypocrite in some ways. And then we cut to Rowden, who has an adventure. A, a wacky adventure of Rowden and uh, his good friend Karada. So I'm Data, and with me is... Jack. And Joe. That's it. No Jamie again. We're working on it. I promise, guys. She will we'll make it back. back. Yeah. In the meantime, hang on to something, everyone. The Sander Lanch is about to begin. Feed the fire, set me free in this city of dreams. Push my Two more chapters again this week. What did you guys think of the two chapters? One, like I said, like I said last time, the second one is kind of like three times as long as the first. So lots happening here. Yeah. And well, with the first, it's just like, all right, we get one sermon, then we get another sermon, and then it's Hraithan's uh, just like, all right, I need to talk to the boss. And that was that was the chapter. I'm just like, mm, it was okay. It's really just setting the scene a bit. But then Rowden's chapter is like, oh, we're actually going on an adventure this time and learning a whole lot more. And that was so that chapter was far and away much more enjoyable, I think. You know, we learned a bit more about Karada. A few of our predicaments paid off there and a few of them didn't. But just that whole we're we're breaking out of the plague city and going back into the regular city. Almost like going on a little mini heist. That was really fun. I really enjoyed that one. Much better. Yeah, I guess I, I think it's probably something we'll see a lot as we go through the book is there's going to be some of these triads where somebody's story is just way interesting than the other two that were happening at the same time, which is just a hazard of you're trying to tell three different viewpoints that are around the same time. It's like, well, they can't all be winners, right? Not everyone's doing something exciting at the same moment. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like (laughs) Rowden's got more of the advantage at this stage because he is in a legitimate life and death situation every minute, every minute of every day. Whereas the other two, they're kind of still plotting and getting ready to go for broke. So yeah, there's, they, they are still plotting and planning. Serene and Rathan are getting their ducks in line. We, we, I don't know that we actually got much more of an idea of what Rathan was plotting in this one than in this chapter than in his previous one, but you know, Rowden's on adventures. Yeah. It kind of leaves us with a cliffhanger at the end of Rathan's chapter. Uh, they hint at something and then it's just like, I have a proposition. So then it's like, oh, well, I guess we don't get to know yet. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I like these chapters. Uh, similar feelings to what uh, to what Dax said. I actually really liked the uh, inner monologue of Raithen. I feel like Raiden has inner monologue, but it's not quite as... I feel like Raithen does it a lot more than Raiden, at least at this point. And, and basically, it's we're getting to see step by step, like, I'm thinking this way, but I'm acting in this way because I have a very specific role I need to play here. So it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Not as action packed, obviously, but still interesting. And wow, this uh, <laughs> this guy, he's got under his uh, employee. He's oh, got my some God, issues. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to guess that things are not going to go well, like eventually his craziness is going to come to a head at some point. So stay tuned for that. I'm guessing. Stay tuned. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, but the Raiden chapter was, was fun. Um, I like that he's building his group. And, and yeah, I feel like a lot of the theories that we've made so far paid off. I was a little disappointed that Karada's not his mother, but that's okay. It, it worked out in a different way, I think, because we do still get her backstory, at least, so we know about her. And, uh, and yeah, they didn't yeah. leave us hanging on that. Right, exactly. It's not like we got halfway through and we're still wondering, is that his mom? It's like, no, we know for sure 100% she is a different person. So, yeah, it was uh, it was good. I'm excited to see what's next for Serene, but uh, we'll get to that next time, I guess. Yeah, and as I recall, I think the next Serene chapter is also a pretty long one, so she may be having her own adventure. Does that mean next one's a two-chapter break instead of a three-chapter break, or...? Uh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now. So yeah, next, next one, we're doing two more chapters, 14 and 15. Okay. And that'll no, we'll be uh, this week. Yeah. Nope. So I think that's for the next three episodes in a row. Actually, we're doing two chapters and then it starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay. Cool. So honestly, it's not all that long that we go with just the two chapters before it goes, it goes three and then it goes like six and four and seven and <laughs> just, uh, starts getting exciting. Oh, madness. Cutting oh, back and dogs, and dogs and cats living together. <laughs> My sister. Oh, you can't, can't. And anytime anything crazy is happening, it's got to be Ghostbusters. Dogs and cats living <laughs> together. Well, that's what I heard. <laughs> yes, it's true. This man has yeah. no dick. <laughs> yeah, we did a little bit I, on that during the during the uh, book club sessions. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have listened to all the um the baby break episodes. They were fun. Well, I guess let's. Let's get into these chapters. We get a whole, like, Hraithan's chapter starts out with this whole, like, internal monologue about languages. It's like, apparently the Fjordal language is just so holy that uh, and other languages are all profane. And so... He had, that's, that is a weird flex. Right? It's like, not only are we the chosen, but our language is really the only good one. Um, our language is the best language. I mean, to be to be fair... That uh, very often, maybe it's not that mentality per se, but old school missionaries, they would make people learn English or Spanish, whatever they were speaking, which is how their language spread to new worlds, basically, because they're like, no, you're going to speak this language because you're going to follow our God and we speak this language. (laughs) So, I mean, I get it. It's 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 something that exists in the real world or did at one point. But now it is the opposite. It is what he wants to do now. It's it's you learn the language and then you go there and you teach. Right. And you get his perspective where he's like, I mean, if you really want to convert people, then this is the way that kind of makes sense because it's going to be a much more difficult job. If you're like, my religion is so great that you need to learn my language first so that I can then tell you about it. You're going to get less people. I'm just, you know, it's just a fact. But he's, it's, he's still a little bothered by it. He's like, what if people think that they don't need to learn Fjordal because they can learn about J-Death in their own language? They don't understand that their language is just profane. It sucks. And so he's given he's, he's up here thinking about this, like while he's giving a sermon. He's like, I don't really need to focus on my sermon that much. This is just I do this every day, you know, <laughs> the normal stuff. And we, we get the whole like the whole list of like the different levels that you can be at in J-Death's kingdom. And some of these words are very uh, <laughs> colorful. Yeah. yeah. Man, I thought corporate hierarchy was bad, but this is just... <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. How does one become a Gragdet? Right? <laughs> I'm going to be the best Gragdet you've ever seen. I think in my brain I've always pronounced that Gradget as if the D and the G had switched places. But yeah, it says Gragdet, all right. 
Yeah, it's yeah. like Dragnet, but Dragnet. And there's also Ragnats. I'm like, oh, that just sounds like a <laughs> like a pest infestation or something. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't sound good. We went and shot some Ragnats off of my uh, <laughs> my moisture evaporators. Yeah, we bullseyed oh, no, those, some Ragnats. <laughs> those those two possum hunters are gonna come back. I heard <laughs> y'all got a Ragnat. <laughs> well, golly, Paul, I heard they got a Ragnat problem. Oh, geez, we've got to have to get some high quality like super soakers full of flames where am i going with this <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so full flames. i i think i screwed you up because i normally i'm paw and and i took the, I took the yeah, sun yeah, roll need, and it didn't work we, we, need, we need to stick to our rolls <laughs> yeah I, I chose the wrong roll that's my fault oh my gosh it's all good <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, i'll still be laughing oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man you're a tired new dad aren't you yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I'm back at work now. It sucks. Oh, uh, that does suck. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm 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 off work for a week, but that's because all the kids came down with COVID, so I'm staying to take care of them. Yeah. The good news is the vaccine works, right? Right. Yep. None for me. No COVID. Uh, that that me. wasn't sarc. Yeah, I was like, that's not sarcastic. Uh, that's I, genuine. I yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I got to move up my COVID, my first jab. by getting it um next Monday now. Yeah. So nice. Yeah, Jamie. Jamie's fully vaxxed, but uh, I'm. I have not yet got my first dose, so I'm getting that in a week. And uh, yeah. work has given me the Monday off to get the shot. So yay, three day weekend. Very nice. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Yeah, I'm looking at this list, and I'm just like, I guess we know what our tests are. Like the our tests are the priests at the at this church. We we don't know what a Dorvin or a Gredor or a Ragnet is. We know the Gjorns. There's like only twenty or whatever Gjorns. And then we learn that Grag, Gragdet, Gradgets, whatever, they're the leaders of the monasteries and they're outside of the direct hierarchy. I'm sure none yeah. of that will come into play ever again. <laughs> it's it's kind of just like a, all right, we need to know the equivalent ranking of this to really get an idea of, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and to me, it strikes me as weird that he's like, this is the line that people serve in. But we know that he's taken like an Arteth as his odiv or whatever so that seems to me like it skips a lot of steps on this ladder which maybe once again is we were talking about before like what is the what does diloff get out of this and it's like well apparently he's like skipping steps on the ladder of service yeah he's jumping right yeah well if if anyone if anyone's a ragnat it's him yeah (laughs) i think what we're learning about harathan is also he he's like He's he's gonna absolutely work with what he's got. So um, yeah. he pulls this dude up because he's like, I need a zealot. So yeah, he's a very he's, practical he's, he's dude. Time. And he is, yes, he's very tight on time. But it's like he's only been preaching here a few days, and already the chapel is packed up with people standing, standing room only. People are lined up in the back to listen. So clearly, I mean, he's turned some stuff around a little bit. There weren't that many people here before, and he has this whole idea that it's like, so you know, as my religion becomes more and more popular. The people who were here first will be like, oh, look at me. I, I was there before it was cool. And they'll have to keep coming back to to maintain their status among their neighbors as being part of the cool club early on. Oh, yep, that's why I follow first. the religion I do. <laughs> because so you got there first? see how cool I am. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're like, I was one of the first two people in this religion, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep following it. The Church yeah. of Bob. I founded this church. It would be awkward for you to leave then if you'd founded the church, yeah. Yeah, that you'd be surprised. That's usually the people that leave. Yeah. yeah. It it grows into something they're not into and they're like, Oh, I gotta get out of here. 
This is not why I started this church. I'm founding a new church with, with blackjack. blackjack and hookers. Black, forget the church. Well, yeah, yeah. blackjack. It's probably just broth. It's, it's actually a brothel. It's not a church. <laughs> you should name your brothel the Church of the. Uh, there's got to be some something good to go there. The Church of uh, getting laid. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> The Church of the, the Common Man. The Church of the Flesh. That's a good one. Church of Flesh, Ooh, yeah. That is nice. Idea, I'm going to note that down on my Ideas for Brothel Names pad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Also, new band name I call it. Church of the Flesh. <laughs> so, Harathan finishes his uh, his sermon, and people start leaving. And then all of a sudden, Diloph jumps up. He's like, nope, I'm going to talk now. Uninvited. And That's really what you need in a public speaking engagement. But just the ability for anyone to jump up and start talking. Uh, yep. Like, Dilop is just digging himself a hole at this point. I was like, all right, I really don't like you. But apparently his his speech goes over like gangbusters here. Like, Karathan is just kind of jealous because this guy is so passionate that uh, the people respond to it. He says they, it, they listen more acutely than they had to Karathan. They followed his insane jumps with their eyes. So he's jumping around up there like a crazy person, screaming. He's talking about his hatred of Elantris and Raythan's thoughts weirdly compare it to a mold. It's like it's like a mold that spread uncontrollably once it found a dank place to grow. So it's not a very positive um, simile there, but it's fitting. Yeah, you know, it's disgusting is what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, like Diloph. Diloph is very passionate about his hatred of Elantris, which we already kind of knew. Yeah. So uh, but her. Harithan also thinks about how he personally is very, he's not passionate. He's like, he's logical. And he's like, I follow this church because it is so logical. Something so organized and careful about details has to be right, right? So he's just like, oh, I've once you convert one empire, you've converted a lot. So easy peasy. Also, like right about this section, I started getting the whole fantasy casting uh, wheels working in my head for Dilaf. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going with either, either Timothy Spall or Brad Dourif. You know, it's the weirdest thing, but uh, I see him for some reason as, um, oh shit, what's his name? Green Goblin. Willem Dafoe? Yes, Willem Dafoe. I don't know why, Willem. but that's what I see. Dafoe! I mean, I don't doubt Willem Dafoe could do the role, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I picture Dilop as more of a sort of a Weasley guy. Yeah. I also picture him as pretty young, but maybe that's just me. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be younger than Hraithan, so it kind of makes sense. But yeah, because I don't, I don't see Hraithan as old. No, he doesn't seem particularly old either. <laughs> I, I still, I still think Richard Armitage for Hraithan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that before. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm good with it. Uh, but Hraithan actually feels kind of bad. He's like, I don't, I, I've never had something that I hated that much or loved so profoundly. Uh, I, I don't have this sort of passion. I'm good at what I do, but I'm not like this guy. Uh, it says Hraithan has been serving. 30 years in Jadeth's kingdom. So I don't know if that means 30 years as a priest or if uh, that's counting like when he's a kid in this religion, but so he's, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of guessing that's as a priest. So he's probably at least like 45, 50. And so then Duke Tellery, Mr. Third richest in the country pops up afterwards. He's like, Hey, it's a good move. Having that guy speak. I mean, people were getting bored when you talked and <laughs> Raven's sitting here like grinding his teeth at this comment. Absolute dick. Yeah, well, we already didn't like Tellery, so. <laughs> yeah, but still, that, that, that's just like, I mean, you're trying to sign on to this religion and get Fabi. You don't need to be a dickhead about it. I think he's really trying to. Uh, he's, I don't know that he understands the uh, the hierarchy within the lands controlled by this religion 
And he probably thinks that as a rich guy, once all this goes through, I'm going to be really important, more important than this lowly priest. I, I don't think that uh, he gets that it is going to be the other way around. Yeah. Uh, tell tell he's going to meet a very unpleasant fate and I will laugh. <laughs> and Hraithan just has to play it like, oh, yeah, this was my intention all along. I mean, he can't show any sort of weakness in front of Tellry at this point. So he's like, you know, there's two sides to every argument, the logical and the passionate, and you get attack from both sides. And uh, Hraithan asked him, have you considered my proposal? And Tellry's like, it's so tempting that I don't think anyone in Erlon could refuse, let alone me. And Hraithan's like, good, OK, we'll be able to begin within a week. Whatever it is. Yeah, you're right. We don't get any really idea of what's going on. And then he finds himself in the unenviable position of Diloth did a good job and he realizes here's another tool that I can use in my conversion, but I can't make it sound like because he shouldn't have done this without permission. I, I've got to make it sound like I don't approve while at the same time telling him, like, you know, we're going to use this. So he has to walk a line there, which I think he does a decent job of. Uh, he's, but I, he's very good, very good at picking his angle. Yeah. But I, I feel like Diloff has his own sort of agenda here, and uh, Hraithan is going along with exactly what he wants. Yeah, I agree. And he's just like, remember, you you're not, you don't do anything unless I specifically tell you to, okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I understand. I'm right there with you. Best yeah. thing for everyone. He just he keeps talking like that's all cool, but uh, his actions say otherwise. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's a very mm-hmm. specific way. And then we cut to Hraithan alone in his office. And he takes out a little box and it's, I don't know, it really builds up hard to this box. Like he takes a, a gold chain from around his neck and digs this box out. It goes on and on about the combination and how it, it's only memorized. You never let write this down. Did you guys have any thoughts about what was going to be in this box before we found out? I got too wrapped up with the whole mechanism he was describing and just going, this sounds like work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, the the intricacy of the description of the mechanism, I'm just kind of like, well, I don't really know what's in here, but I mean, I guess it's going to be interesting. I thought it might be some like kind of secret like tablet or relic or something like that. But then it ends up being uh, a seon and I was kind of like, oh, dude, that's kind of messed up. They just lock these seons in a box until they want to use them. Right. Like given our reaction last time where it's like, oh, we got to meet the seon that had lost its personality or whatever and we felt bad it's like it, the book has gotten us to this point where we think of them like people and we feel bad about what happened to this one because it was rowden's good friend since he was a kid or whatever and then we meet one where she's like no you sit in a box and you don't say shit until i tell you and he, he opens the box and the sound's like do you need me my lord shut He's up like, <laughs> yeah you don't speak. yeah it's uh <laughs> It's uh yeah it's it's uh it's kind of heartbreaking. You're like ah oh, jeez. Yep. Uh yeah that is funny. It's like you open the box. Obviously you need something from it, from it. So it's just like hey how can I help you? And you're just like <laughs> shut up. I didn't tell you to talk. <laughs> shut up Siri. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it makes it worse that it's a feminine a soft feminine voice, but yeah. it's just like oh mm. why you gotta be an asshole, dude. Yeah, you but, might as well have said, you'll speak when spoken to, and, like, backhanded it. Yep. He's 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 basically uh, the equivalent of Iodon, I guess, and his treatment of women in his court. Hold on, pause. There's a baby coming for a good night hug. There's probably going to be another one, so give me a minute. Balls of light. Now I'm here by myself. I'll talk by myself. That's, that's chaos theory. You're not here by yourself. <laughs> I know. Uh, like, Boom. Any... Any opportunity to court the Jeff? 
you, you take it. Good old Goldblum. Yeah, we're quoting was Goldblum it, now. Was it you? Somebody sent me. I don't know what what group that was in, but I got sent a, a photograph of like a like a consignment store, like a flea market type place, and the proprietor of said flea market head store filled every empty picture frame for sale with a picture of Jeff Goldblum. Oh, I, Jamie tagged me in that on Facebook, and then um, maybe that's and then I saw what it was. It. Yeah, and then I commented, "It's like, yeah, the proprietor. We all know Jeff really did it." <laughs> that's what it was. Yep, a hundred percent. So you were involved. Yep. I mean, you know, if you get gotta have something in those pictures, why not? <laughs> I mean, I guess you apparently you can have uh, what's his name from Shang Chi in them because he did work as a stock photo model. But yeah, stock photo yeah. guy. Yeah, well, and I think the the think the funniest thing to me about it was like the person actually put in quite a bit of effort because it wasn't like they were all the same picture of Jeff Goldblum. They were all like yeah. different, completely different pictures of Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yep, I found it. They're all different and like different sizes and shapes. There's a round one. There's yeah, no, that's that that is putting some work into it. <laughs> okay, uh, sorry, where were we on this thing? Oh, right, yeah, the the seance. Oh, Jeff Goldblum as as King. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe. I feel like you would be nicer to women. Who were who were we talking Kate. about? It's like Mr. Burns. Kate. Uh, that was Ben Kingsley. No, but like, like we we're talking about some. Were we talking about casting him as somebody in the book? Oh, oh uh, might have been Mistborn though. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, okay. Maybe no, I think that was recent. Well, it was like the last episode because I just edited it, but I can't think of uh, like who we were talking about. We could have been talking about someone back from Mistborn in that episode. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Mr. Burns. Excellent. <laughs> exactly. Huh, dude, Smithers. Oh, it's going to bug me now. It was like somebody all thin and spindly. Oh, it mm. was uh, it was like Marishi or something, maybe. Mm. Oh, yeah, possibly. I remember talking about Burns, but I don't remember. Yeah, because Dak, would, Dak was like, oh, that's like, it sounds like basically Mr. live action Mr. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> and we've all just had a bait and just gone. Live action Simpsons is not something that ever. No, yeah, don't don't do that. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. Sorry, it was just weird to flash back to the previous episode. It's like the second episode of Clerks the Animated Series. Uh... <laughs> okay, it's so, yeah, cold. We've already made that Star Wars <laughs> reference. Star Wars reference. Why are we Why walking, are we walking, like, walking this? like this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh... I'm gonna go back and watch that now. I wonder if it's streaming anywhere. I have the DVDs. But... Well, anyway, oxygen. <laughs> uh, oh, apparently you can buy it on Apple TV. No thanks. Oh, or Voodoo. Maybe I'll buy it on Voodoo. Anyway, sorry, we're, we're really <laughs> drifting. Uh, it's all my fault. So I, I like Hraithan. Once again, he's a very practical dude. He's like, this is really against my religion. Like, this is heresy, basically. But Viking Pope explained to me why it's necessary. And he's right. Like, instant communication anywhere on Earth, it's worth the the sacrifice of using this unholy whatever it is to do it. Skype is evil. Do not use. <laughs> and and he really distrusts like the motivation of these seans. He's like, it's just sitting there waiting all patiently and shit. They always look open. <laughs> but... Yeah, he's so paranoid. He's just like they're just gossipy bitches, all of them. <laughs> it's like who knows what they talk about to each other. Yeah, who knows. It's like, dude, uh, <laughs> I, th- I think you're, uh, I think you're kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Projecting. Yes, projecting here. Like, <laughs> maybe that's what you would do if you're a seon, but these things are clearly not 
you know, whatever. Stupid helpful light bulbs. Yeah. Why do they got to be all helpful without any without any needs or desires of their own? But we do get one interesting note out of this whole thing is that he says that the Seans are prevented from any further reproduction by the loss of Elantrian magics. So they are growing more and more rare. So I don't I don't know if we knew that or if it was just implied or if it was even implied so far that like somehow Elantrian magic was responsible for creating them. I think we kind of assumed that they were because they they seem to the the the, peop, the Aralines were more aware of them. Just from what Serene was saying about about Aish, there there aren't that there were never that many in Teod. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the and then the ones that go nuts tend to wind up in Elantris anyway, so we yeah. kind of assume they were tied to Elantrian magic. Well, and they got the Aeons in the middle of them, which are what the Elantrians draw to make their magic. So yeah, true. It kind of fits, but it makes it also makes you wonder like where did this guy get like where did where did Viking Pope get like twenty or I guess twenty one of them of each of the Giorns has one like to just be handed out. You just see Viking Pope sitting in his chair and they see some seons in the distance. So he's like, deploy the holy butterfly nets. <laughs> in my mind, it was more like like he's at a he he he's he goes to a bunch of estate sales and he's just like walking through picking old stuff. He's like, oh, this guy had a seon too. Yeah, I'll take that for my collection. He's just sitting patiently <laughs> at, an, at an auction. Yeah, it's like next next item up for bid. This seon in a box. Ooh ooh, right here. He's actually, uh, he's actually got like a room full of them, and they're all like floating around. <laughs> they just, they just float around absently. No, you gotta like train them to sing, like make a choir of seans. I made these ones sing the Halo theme. <laughs> but the chapter ends. <laughs> oh my gosh! The the chapter ends with the uh, Viking Pope coming on the line, and he's like, "I have a proposal involving one of the Lords of Aralon, Great One," and that's the end the second Hraithan chapter in a row that has ended on a cliffhanger about that fucking proposal. That's true. I didn't think of it that way, but it really is the same thing both times. This matter, this better be the hottest proposal ever. Like, <laughs> like, you know, there's going to be like all these women and <laughs> no, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be purely about like some sort of, uh, some sort of loophole in the tax code yeah. that they've discovered. He's going to be like, <laughs> Lord Wern. If we bring all of our priests here, we don't have to pay as many taxes. <laughs> we, can, we can get the embargo lifted on the tarragon trade. They don't charge churches in K. <laughs> I bet they do. Yeah, I bet you're right. I can't imagine Iodon is the kind of guy to let anyone out of their taxes. No, you're right about that. Yep. But we got to Rowden, and he's like, hey, Galadon, come over here. Look what I got. And apparently they've been looking through Galadon's books, which we kind of knew from a few chapters ago that that was the plan. Look through the books to discover the secret of Elantrian magic. And he finds one written completely in Aeons, which he doesn't speak fluently exactly. Like, he, he can't just read it. But he also found a dictionary of Aeons. He's like, this, these two together, these will be our salvation. And Galadon's like, oh, geez, that's going to take you forever, man. But he's like, you know, I have I have some experience with this. It'll come back to me. It's fine. Besides, if I have to read one more word about the landscape of Fjorden, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> you know, there's something I we may have touched on this, but it really seems like Brandon's characters are really horned up on books. <laughs> <laughs> First you had Ellen and then you had I don't know, it's like one guy who loves books in Mistborn. There's I mean, Vin hates them. No, no, there's not one guy. Well, I guess good there's guy, Norton. Good guy Norton loves yeah. books. Norton. That's fair. 
but Breeze is like contempt has contempt of books. He's like, who would sure. even waste their time on this shit? Oh yeah, yeah Sazed Bre- loves books. You oh, Sazed does. Yeah, okay, that's that's true. Sazed. I mean, I mean, Bre- the only Bre- reason he doesn't have more is because he could put them in his bracelets or whatever. I mean, Breeze is also the guy who's like, yeah, when he doesn't like something, you don't take him seriously because he's so comical. <laughs> like, it was actually a malicious character who didn't like books or like who, someone who was militant in their dislike for them. Like, you'd be like, well, this this guy's clearly a villain. I know Vin was pretty militant in her dislike of reading and writing. She did it anyway, but she didn't like it. Mm. And then people complimented her on her penmanship and it kind of annoyed her. <laughs> I bet Zane hosted book burnings. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. Zane's a weird, Zane was a weird dude, though. Like, Straff is definitely the kind of guy who's oh, like, yeah. I don't want books who say negative things about me existing. Let's get rid of those. I mean, the, the Lord Ruler had a list of banned books, so, you know, you get executed for having those books, apparently. So it's not a... Uh, yeah, yep, so there it is. Like, banned books. Oh, that's the villain. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Is anyone surprised that the evil God King banned the books that say bad things about him? Maybe, maybe that's where Iodon's going next. Who knows? He's not exactly a god king, but he's king, so. He's a wannabe god king. Apparently, the the library that Galadon has taken over, the, the guy who owned it was a big fan of geography. So it's like lots of geography books in here, which is not at all what they're after at the moment. It's like, that's nice, but uh, it doesn't help us learn magic. Unless the magic involves geography. Ooh. <laughs> What's, gonna... what, does, what does this book say? Tectonic plates? It's like, all right, now we're going to use like the the Elantrian magic to cause earthquakes, motherfuckers. Exactly. Or there's, or there's that chasm on Ian's volcanoes. <laughs> no, no, volcanoes was the last book, man. We got to go with okay. a different earthquakes. <laughs> earthquakes yeah. this time, different natural yeah. disaster. Well, we know there was an earthquake like at the when the Elantrian True. magic was destroyed. So yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. And like some uh, discovered the earthquake spell. Yeah, like Edan's land, he's bitching because it's got the chasm in it. Yep. It all fits together somehow. I don't know how. <laughs> red string on the wall. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the red. It's like you got the whole cork board up here. And on one side, there's a book that says geography on the cover. And you got a red string leading from there over to Aeon door over to the chasm. Yeah, it's great. And then there's a book that says Richard on it. Richard? Yeah, that's the name of our mascot, Richard the Book. Yeah. Oh, right, Richard. right, right. He's Sorry, a thick I keep book. his name. <laughs> He's a thick book. Yeah. And I like, okay, and so then, um, you know, Ren's like, no, it's fine. It's I'm t- it's totally going to come back to me. We'll, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. And God, I was like, you're optimistic. You're so optimistic, it's sickening sometimes, dude. And we Man's find out. Casting again. Uh, yeah. Galadon is a Jimon Honsu. I don't know the who that is. From, That's the book. Uh, he was Korath in Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain Marvel. Oh, I could totally see that, actually. actually like I, Blood I, Diamond Gladiator. Yeah, sure. I, I picture, for, for some reason in my head, I picture Galadon as being kind of a thicker dude, but I could totally see that now that you say that. Yeah. I, I might have butchered the pronunciation of his name. I apologize if that's the case. Oh, well. I'm sure he's listening and he's horribly offended now, so. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. I was like, uh, I don't think he listened, so I think we're in the clear. <laughs> well, we don't know that. Yeah, exactly. No, he's, he's our number one fan. What are you talking about? Number one fan. <laughs> Number he's, one. He's, take, he's taking breaks from his uh, from his the next movie he's filming to listen to us. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, I can't come out and do the scene right now. I'm listening to my favorite <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh my god, they totally name dropped me. Yeah, I can't believe it. I was wanting to email them for so long, but I was <laughs> afraid. 
and they talk about me un, uh, unsolicited. This is amazing. It's the best day of my life. Even better than the time I was in a movie that made over a billion dollars. <laughs> now, you got to wonder if he was a fan. Would he be the kind of 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 the the Brandon Sanderson books? Would he be the kind of guy who, who wants to be Galadon, or would he be offended by being like uh, cast as Galadon? Yeah, he's like, oh, you want me to say Colo and Sule all the time? <laughs> I have more range than that. It's like you want you want me to be the 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 funny sidekick guy? Hell no, hell no. <laughs> I'm I was clearly born to play Rowden. Nah, I think he'd be better at Hraithan. I was about to say Hraithan. I could totally see that. Yeah, he he would be a great Hraithan. But okay, so apparently they've gotten a roof up, or at least a rudimentary one, because Galadon is pessimistic about the quality of the roof. <laughs> it was like, no, it's great. It's like a large portion of the roof has been completed in six days. So it's been six days since the last chapter uh, that we had, basically. Marishi, who Marishi like bragging when we first met him, he's like, I can make anything. It's kind of it's kind of working out because it's like not only can he make shoes and jewelry, but it's like he figured out how to make a clay out of wood scraps and soil and sludge. He's kind of living up to that. Yeah, <laughs> his own hype. He didn't yeah. need a hype. He didn't need a hype man. He is his hype Mar- man. Yes, exactly. Mareshi Mar- Giver over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we got? Some paper clips, a jock strap. Yeah, I can make this work. <laughs> I mean, was it uh, Solomon Bob made a CD player out of, out of a vibrator and some chicken wire or something? That sounds like a thing that happened. Sure. I think it was in <laughs> Uh, yeah. What did he say? I remember him hanging upside down and switching out a DVD or something. Yeah. <laughs> that was the days of VHS, man. I was about to say, there was <laughs> oh, no was DVDs. A VHS. You're yeah. right, you're right. There's a whole thing with the tape where he's trying to Jedi mind, mind something. Yeah, he's trying to Jedi mind trick the tape. That's right. <laughs> Even oh my though gosh, I forgot They keep that. saying Jedi mind trick, but it's not the it's Jedi not, mind trick. It's not Jedi mind trick. <laughs> that bugged me so much at the time. <laughs> I'm like, stop pull. doing that. Stop saying Jedi mind trick. That's not what it is. <laughs> Knock it off! Oh my gosh! No, so <laughs> we get, and I think Dak was the one who kind of brought it up before that Rowden he he's putting on this face of like you know being positive and upbeat and stuff, and it, and it, it it cracked a little bit in that last section when we met up with Ian, but we get more of it here where he's kind of introspective and he's like he has to put on as the leader of this group he has to be putting on this this optimistic happy outlook like oh no nothing bothers me while all the while dealing with like the hunger and the pain and it's a little bit hard on him so i don't know if i don't know if you feel vindicated for having kind of called that in the last episode deck i mean i I figured it was bound to come up at some point like dude's living in like sludge hell so Mm. but you can't you can't just avoid feeling that and oh, apparently Marishi made some gloves too, because there's a guy out there clearing out the uh, the the farmland with some gloves. And Galadon's like, "What good is that going to do?" And still, Rowden, despite Galadon being like his closest friend in here, Rowden's like, "Ah, not going to tell you, because I'm I'm that dude who never tells anyone what's happening until right when it's about to happen." And then we meet a newcomer, who's one of the people who just like wanders around, lives in Atlantis, and he's like, "I've heard, I've heard that you have like the secret to not be in such pain all the time." And this guy, has, he says he's been in Elantris a year, but he can barely remember what he did outside. He's like, I think I was some sort of cleaner. <laughs> yeah, this is this is kind of sad because it's like this guy's coming to Raiden for for something that Raiden doesn't have. Right. And I and I get why Raiden does this because he's like, well, you know, 
we need you and and you're and eventually we're gonna make this a better place for everybody but he doesn't tell him like hey no man there's no cure uh why would i be here if i had a cure Mm -hmm. you know so uh he just kind of is like you'll see yeah and so he's like i want you to start cleaning all the sludge off of everything there's no reason that we need to be living in this sludge and the guy's like and then you'll show me the the secret he's like yeah you'll you'll get there also, apparently Marishi created traps to catch rainfall. And when Rodden's like, so did you get any of the rain from last night's rainfall? Marishi's like offended. Like, yeah, of course I did. I made them. They work perfectly. Duh. This guy. The, apparently, like, the like he's, he's right to be offended. He's like, everything I have made works fine, considering I'm working with shit. Right? I mean, he's literally, like, spinning shit into gold here. And, uh. I'm impressed. I mean, we were ragging yeah, on this guy when he showed up, but yeah, it's like forget Rab and this guy's just like this guy has all the answers. Yeah, Marishi's the MV- MVP for sure. Yep. And yeah, that's when we get into like the the introspective where he's like, I was on the outside, I was never like an overly cheerful person, but I kind of have to force it here. Like I have to be the one who's not showing anything so that everyone else can be strong. And he's like, it's barely been a week and a half, and I'm already like, I can't even focus. Sometimes it hurts so bad. I don't know how long I'm going to last. And then we get word that a group of armed men is coming. Twelve of them with steel weapons. And Ron's like, geez, where, they, where the fuck they even get steel in Elantris? And Karada strolls up, leading her uh, her men. And she just kind of looks at them. And then she turns and tells her people, destroy the building, chase them out, break some bones. And is just going to stroll away. Which is fucking, that's hardcore. I mean, considering what life in Elantris is like, break some bones. Is yeah. Really harsh. Yeah. yeah, it's basically like, leave them in agony for the rest of eternity. Yeah, and Ron's like, I can get you into Idon's palace. Which, if we recall, she was captured in the city several times trying to get to Idon's palace. That's that's what created the, the theory that maybe she's secretly Radden's mom. Which it turns out was not that far off from the truth. Just not quite bullseye. She was a mom, just not mm-hmm. the mom. Right? Yeah, it's a bummer. But that, uh, you know, it's fine. I also like that she's like, uh, we'll never get out of the city. They've doubled the guard. Something about looking good for a royal wedding. Like somehow that news has trickled into the city. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, I can get you out, too. And she's like, OK, I'm, I'm going to be back at nightfall and you're going to deliver or my men will break the limbs of every person here and leave them to rot in their agony. Which, damn. OK. Uh, sorry. On the topic of the news getting into the city, I figure that's just you know, anytime she she recruits someone into her gang. When they come in, like she's like, "All right, what's going on out there?" To oh, that makes sense. Yeah, if they're from K, then yeah, that's less yeah. reason. I hadn't thought of that. And so Galadon is all in favor of let's just hide. Like, sh- there's places we can hide where she won't find us. And Ron's like, "But then no one can find us." And like you saw what happened today, a dude just heard about us and came in and wanted to join. This is this is what we want. We can't hide. And Galadon still doesn't understand what's happening exactly. He's like, "Do you really need to start another gang?" Aren't three warlords enough warlords? Like, dude. And he's like, no, no, Galadon. I'm worried about life, not just survival, life. These people are dead because they've given up, not because their hearts no longer beat. And I'm going to change that. Life finds a way. (laughs) (laughs) Always back to Goldblum. (laughs) And so we cut to Karada and Rowden. His exit plan is to dive into the well and float out in the river that runs under the city because the river runs right by K. 
And she's like, you're you're fucking kidding, right? This is insanity. We'll drown for one thing. And he's like, oh, no, we can't drown. Like, we're already dead. I, I tried. I, I could hold my breath for a whole half an hour and I didn't even feel it. Which isn't that an interesting, like, you sit around like, I wonder how long I can hold my breath now that I'm dead. It doesn't seem like something that has occurred to other people because Karada seriously was like, well, but yeah. we'll drown. Like I said, it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you going to do down there? Yeah. And so, I mean, and it, it, I mean, long story short, it works. They get down there and float down the river. He has to swim a little bit to kind of keep himself in the middle to not get slammed against rocks on the wall. And then when they make it to where they want to get out, it's, I like the statement. It's like, oh, I guess I should have concentrated less on theological metaphors of the trip and more on keeping my mouth closed because now water has gotten into my lungs while I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, with that amount of water in his lungs, like his lungs should have burst open. I don't know. I, I don't know if I don't know how much water exactly. It says his lungs were full. I don't know that that's literally like full, but not good. And it really makes me wonder how you get that out of there. Like, do you just turn yourself upside down and try to like, get it to fall out? I don't know. I assume that like t- trying to take in breath with your lungs full of water will push the water around because the yeah. air is pushing it. That's a good point. I don't know how much air or how deep it has to go to talk, since that's the only thing he's using breath for. It's not like it's going down in there and getting circulated in the blood or anything. So I don't know. But anyway, so she has to tell him to shut up because he starts coughing as soon as he tries to talk. But there's uh, there's still guards patrolling occasionally and stuff, so they got to be quiet. And as he's about to show her the secret passage into the castle, he's like, wait a second. I, I need you to tell me that you're not here to, like, kill the king or anything. And she's like, no, I'm my quibble is not with him. And he's like, should I believe her? I don't, and the rumors are that she wants to kill the king. But who knows? So it turns out it's like, yeah, my dad's super paranoid. So, right. I was going to say, it turns out there's a secret passage because Idon is so paranoid that he wants a way to escape. A last ditch effort, a last ditch means of escape from if someone is attacking. And then he didn't keep it a secret. He told his son who told his friend and Rodin and Lukul used to play in there as kids or something. So. It's not a secret, a secret passage as you probably want. And it just all all it's doing in this case is giving someone direct access from the outside to your sleeping chambers, which is the opposite of what you kind of want when you're wanting to be able to escape. Uh, and I like Karata's like, I thought that stuff was just some kids, like children's tales. And Ryan's like, well, I don't like those tales. So what are you going to do? And she's like, so your knowledge of the palace is weirdly extensive. And he does not reply to that, because what are you going to say to that? <laughs> Sidestep that question. OK, <laughs> uh, I'm an architect. Yeah, I'm the architect <laughs> of the Matrix. Uh, No, not that. Uh, OK, I built the, this city on rock and roll. No, on razor technology. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. But she is a she is a woman of her word. She does not mess with Iodon. She just strolls right by, which she's relieved by. I mean, nobody likes the king, but that's still his dad and shit. So they just, they they go strolling down halls in the castle and make their way to the room, the single room allotted to a married guard's family, with one dresser and a bed. And he's like, "Did she come here to like steal some guard's weapons? That's insanity." Of course, sneaking into a paranoid king's palace wasn't exactly a sign of mental stability, so... But no, Karada is in fact a mother, and she wants to see her daughter, who is asleep on the floor in this room. And we find out in a little bit that she leaves the girl a note and a necklace that she always intended to give her daughter, but that they dragged her off before she could see her kid again. Yeah, man, it's that time. 
Ain't that some shit? Yeah. It makes me wonder how it happened because you got to figure if she was sleeping in this room and woke up with like had become an Elantrian, like her kid's got to be there, right? Maybe she was asleep and her husband walks in from his night shift and it's like, oh shit, she's Elantrian and like immediately turns her in or something before she can say anything to her kid. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. There's no way this was. There's no, nothing good that could have happened here. No. Right. And then they just like she she leans down, she leaves behind what she brought, and as they're leaving, they run right into a guard who, as it turns out, is also uh, her husband, and she jumps the guy. She like gets him in a headlock, puts her hand over his mouth, grabs his wrist so he can't grab his sword. But this guy's way stronger, so this probably would have gone very very badly if Rowden hadn't pulled a really clever move, as far as I'm concerned. And oh, he just yeah. starts. He draws an Aeon in the air. The symbol for death. Death rune. Yeah. You are pwned. She's <laughs> like, if you move, you will die. Yeah. I was never the guy that casted death on uh, enemies in games. In Final Fantasy? Like, no. Yeah, it just takes too long. It's like, dude, just cut them up. Well, I, most the, the strong ones, there's like no chance it'll work. And even right, on regular yeah, ones, yeah. there's like a little there's. It, like, doesn't work half the time or something. So it's like, what's the point? It's a waste. Yeah. The fastest kill in those games is if it's a zombie and you throw a phoenix down and it, it's an insta-kill. Oh, like that one boss fight. Yep. Yeah. Gein attack. Good times. Yeah. I, I don't usually want to waste my chance at casting a spell on anything that has a decent chance to have no effect whatsoever. Like, I'd rather right. go for the pretty much sure hit than the possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's no, this room will 100%. He's like, this Aeon will remain for the next hour. It will hang where I drew it, unseen. And if you so much as quiver, it will destroy you. And this guy just buys it, which, I mean, I guess, is that that a risk you want to take to not buy that? I don't know. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, he could be bluffing, or I could die. Yeah. Hmm. All I have to do is stand here for an hour? Guess I will uh, do that. Yeah. It's like the king wakes up. It's like, what the hell are you doing standing there? Uh, I got a curse on me, sir. <laughs> uh de- death room uh you know just normal everyday thing terrible curse <laughs> <laughs> the frogurt is also cursed but you get your choice of topping that's good the toppings contain potassium benzoate that's bad i, I go, go now <laughs> <laughs> and then rowden jacks the guy's sword which is just like uh adding to his shame for the night. This guy's going to have to go report that his sword got stolen the next day. And not only that, yes. apparently we, fu- we, fu- we found out plague like, victims. Yeah. We find out he's one of the King's like personal guard when they get the sword back into town. So it's like, yeah, so I got jumped and they stole my sword and then I let them get away and go right into the King's chambers. I'm, I'm fired. Aren't I? I'll just, I'll he doesn't have to stuff. say, uh, he didn't have to say that part. He could just be like, they went away. <laughs> and I never saw them again. Yeah. I didn't see which way they went. They jumped me and knocked me out. <laughs> and then left a death rune on me. As long as no one finds him for the next hour, he can just say, yeah, I got mugged and my sword was taken. He doesn't have to say it was by Elantrians or where they went or anything like that. Yeah. He can get, and he doesn't have to mention the death rune. So he could still, he's probably still going to get a pay cut, which means that Karada's daughter's going to go hungry for a bit. You didn't think that one through, did you, lady? <laughs> well, she didn't take his sword, to be fair. Rowden took his sword. Yeah, and also she didn't know she was... Yeah, well, she didn't know that they were going to walk right into him either, so... Yeah. She should know his shift schedule, I'm just saying. 
<laughs> it's been a year. His schedule. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But she's she's the first thing she's like she did he didn't recognize me, sounding amused yet sorrowful. It's like yeah, that guard was my husband. We lived together together for twelve years and now he's forgotten me. They, yeah. Would uh, would have been really uh, a slap in the face if there was like a woman in the bed, like oh, shit. <laughs> stepmom. What are you doing here? I mean, it's been a year. It could happen. Yeah, man. But she's like, they took me so quickly. I never said goodbye. And he's just like, yeah, I know, I know. Same thing, man. I mean, Rodden didn't have a kid, but he got he he experienced more or less the same thing. Yeah, his yeah, mate yeah, totally was like, he's dead. Get him. Get him. That was your whole plan. Get him. <laughs> hmm. uh, uh, but, I'm glad to seeing you looking doing well, sir. You looked a little pale. <laughs> <laughs> pale and splotchy. Yeah. But we also find out that she knows that he is Prince Rowden, which, once again, Galadon didn't have a hard time figuring it out. And now you've revealed to her that you have detailed, intimate knowledge of the palace layout. It, it was not hard for her to figure out either. No. But she's like, hey, I lived in the husband in, in the husband. I lived in the palace with my husband, protecting your father and your family. So I've I've watched you since childhood. Creepy. Yeah. But she's like, no, you, you lived up to your end of the bargain. My people will leave you alone. And uh, he's like, you have to realize what I'm trying to do here. She's like, no, you want to be like Andon, right? You want to lord over Elantris as your father rules the rest of this cursed land. And she's like, and he's like, geez, people really are quick to judge me today. No, that's not what I want. Elantris doesn't have to be a this pit and she's like hey as long as food is scarce people are going to fight over the food and she's like well he's like well we'll just have to fill them then so apparently a requirement of the death offering is not just a that they have to send this corn it has to be seed corn the sacrifice has to be plantable and she's just like holy shit no one has ever thought to grow food before yeah which i find highly like and I mean, I get it. They're they're in the moment. They're scared. Whatever. I find highly like confusing. I agree. No one, no one in ten years, no one thought, "Hey, I could plant some food." <laughs> yeah. Not, not even go, Galadon, Mister Farmer. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like for real though. Like before we thought of planting food, we boiled leather from books and yeah. ate the leather. Before we thought of planting food, we tried to eat each other. <laughs> uh, and I, I wonder if there's no, like, plants just growing in Elantris already, like trees or anything that would have fruit or... I, I don't know. It just seems weird to me that this has never occurred. This is the biggest logical leap or, like, the, the biggest ask of you to, like, suspend disbelief in this book to me. It's like, yeah, ten years went by and not a single person thought, let's grow some food. I guess that we are also working from flawed information it's entirely possible someone did try it but they were working on their own because they were terrified yeah. of the gangs uh, that's and true. they and the, and then i don't know one day you've got old farmer john he's like tending to his corn plant in some deserted corner when andon's crew walks by and decides to bust his head in for no apparent reason that's a really good point yeah Karada i mean i guess know everything i'm sure yeah sure but i mean like at the same time if i saw somebody randomly and i was a part of one of the gangs and they didn't have food with them right that at right at that minute i mean i guess you could make the assumptions like oh if he's trying to plant that stuff they're gonna steal it and eat it first before it can be planted but it's like seriously 
can we like some of these people seem at least a little reasonable can we just stay, sit and have a conversation and say hey <laughs> why don't we plant some food and then everybody will have food yeah well, we know that some of the gangs, like, I think Shaor's men are supposed yeah, to be yeah. just, like, completely psychotic, so that group's right. not going to be doing any of that, but the others, like, come on. Oh. Well, and also, I mean, Krata's gang can't have been around that long. If she's only been in here a year, then her gang yeah. can't have existed for longer than that, unless she took it over from somebody else, so I don't know. Right. <laughs> so, she's like, how are we going to get back in the city now? And he's like, oh, just, just trust me, we're it's fine. So, they, they walk up to the gate. And the guards are hanging trust. around at the gate playing cards. I'm sorry. Right. Trust me is just his answer for fucking everything. It is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it really is just setting up for comic. Yeah. Like purposes, because really, he could just say, hey, look, we're going to we're, we're going to go up to the gate and we're going to be like, hey, let us in. I mean, what are they going to do? And then he could have explained exactly what he explained to them. But I guess we're supposed to believe that, like. To some extent, he's flying by the seat of his pants here, so he's, like, kind of making up a lot of it as he goes along. So maybe he hadn't completely formed the plan at that point, but still. Yeah, it's like, dude, just just explain what you want to do. Well, and, and, and by the same token, it's like he could have told Galadon the plan by now that, hey, we're going to grow food and had Galadon on board with this idea. Like, I'm sure Galadon would be yeah. thrilled. He's like, that's yeah, a great especially idea. If he is a, especially if he is a farmer. Yeah. It's like, bro, I need your farming skills. Help me out. It's like he told some other random guy he recruited to to clear out the place he's going to use for the farm. Yeah. But he didn't tell the farmer that, hey, I'm clearing this out so we can grow food. So it's just it's, it's a little bit what well, it's it's a little bit Harry Dresden where it's just like it's fun to keep secrets and know things that other people don't know. Um, it's like I, I just I, I love it. It's a wizard thing. You just you wouldn't understand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Professional smart ass. Yeah. So yeah, he just he walks up to the guards playing cards. He's like, "Hey guys, excuse me, would you mind opening the gates, please? Uh, be quick about it. I'm getting tired." Like, what are you doing out? Um, <laughs> trying to get back in? Duh. <laughs> and the guards gonna stab him for trying to get back in, I guess, or for having gotten out in the first place. He's like, oh, "No, no, no." He's no, like, no. "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Hold on. I just told you all I'm doing is trying to get in." He's like, do you really want to explain that you how you killed an Elantrian outside the gates? You're supposed to be keeping us in. Uh, wouldn't you wouldn't you be embarrassed if they found out we got out? And very naturally, the guy's like, well, how did you get out? And he's like, I'll, I'll tell you later. Right now, you should put us back in the city. <laughs> how'd you get out? Trust me. How does that how does that logic work for the guard? The guard's never gonna talk to him again. <laughs> right? It's just Or at least the guard hopes not. Yeah, like, if I was the guard, I'd be like, I don't ever want to see you or talk to you again. Tell me how you got out now. What do you mean you'll tell me later? What's the fucking We're not friends. I don't know you. Get in there. <laughs> he opens, he's like, oh, don't touch us. The shout is, after all, highly contagious. It's and like, then, yeah, we're too stupid to know that's not true. So he just opens the gates to let them in. And Rodden's like... Thank you, my good man. You're doing a wonderful job. We'll have to see if we can get you a race. Just this is, peace out. This is so condescending. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, gosh. And she's like, Karada's like, oh, you make it sound like we want to be in here. Like, it's a privilege. And he's like, hey, that's what, how we should think about it. We're going to have to be in here. So we may as well, like, think positive about it. You're a strange man, Raiden. Seriously. That's what she's thinking. Yeah. And but he asked her not to tell anyone who he is, uh, just like he said to Galadon. And also, please don't tell anyone how to get out of town, because if they find too many of us escaping, they're just going to kill us all. 
And then she's like, okay, there's something that I want to show you. And here's where all the children went. Yep. I mean, pretty much exactly what what, what uh, you guys called last time, other than her not being Rowden's mom. It's like the exact situation that you uh, predicted. So good job. Well done. Yeah. The coolest thing is, uh, you know, that the mind of a child needs not fear, hunger. Yeah, they apparently do better with all of this Elantrian thing than uh, than other people. She's she says that she's collected all the children. When when she came into town, she saw children huddled in the shadows, frightened of everything that passed, and it made her think of her kid. And so she she collects the children and all the other people who work with her, her gang. They're all people who left children on the outside, so they feel the same way. They want to protect these children. Yeah. And somehow they manage to suffer not as much as the adults from the whole thing but she says that they still i mean they can take more pain and stuff but eventually they also break and there's a whole other room with those kids that they keep away from these Mm. so it begs the question like did did she just work out with the other gangs like hey if there's a kid we get the kid that's a good question possibly Maybe, maybe if a kid comes through the gate she like Gets closer, she's like, hey, psst, over here, come over here. Or, like, turn, what is it, if they go straight, or which way do they turn for her? Yeah, I forget which one it is for her, uh, but it's just like, you know, she just beckons them to take their first step in her direction. It's like, hey. Maybe that's why she always accompanies the group. Right. Yeah. Maybe she has a deal with them. It's like, um, like, if a child comes through the door, like, they take the child and they throw the food to the other two gangs. Right. Maybe so, yeah. Because that's all the other ones like, care about is the food, so. Yeah, so like if any adults come in, if they turn Karada's way, fair game. But like children, it's a trade off. We'll t- we take the kid, you get the food. And Rodden asks, like, why are you showing me this? And she's like, because I want to join you. So will you accept my loyalty? Me and, and my army of bone breaking parents. Right. And she's like, look, I don't have that much longer left. I can feel like the, the accumulated pain creeping up on me. And I was worried about what was going to happen to my children when I was gone. But this crazy dream you have of an Elantris where we grow food and ignore our pain. I want to see you try. I don't think you can do it, but I think it's going to be interesting. So they're going to join up. He's just subsumed a whole one third of the gang in Elantris into his new gang. Kind of works out for him. And as he strolls back up to the the church that they've claimed, Galadon's outside with the lantern, like waiting for him to come back. He's like, Sule, you're not dead. Well, of course I am. We all are. At least that's what you seem so fond of telling me. Uh, and the sarcasm is just Galadon's like, where's 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 the woman? He's like, I walked her home as any gentleman would. But he, he gives our our soldier friend Saolin the sword that he took. And he's like, whoa, this is like this has the symbol of Idon's personal guard. And Marishi eagerly says the king's dead then like he's he's into this. <laughs> Rod's like, no, 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 nothing like that. The guard who owned the sword is probably kind of pissed, but. I'm, sh- I'm sure you give Marishi enough time, he could build some sort of Rube Goldberg machine that would somehow kill Iodon from inside the walls of Elantris. <laughs> right? It'll just, like, throw a rock exactly where Iodon's standing somehow. <laughs> yeah. It's like, can you tell me where in the palace his throne is? And we'll just aim it right. Okay. He does calculations. <laughs> like, with, like, all right, I've created this miniature sextant. <laughs> but he says, tomorrow, I want you guys to come to the palace sector with me, and I want to show you something. And Galan's like, what's that, Sule? It's proof that the hunger can be defeated. And that's the end of our chapters. So, yeah, I mean, definitely we, we got we have stuff happening like that was I don't know if you guys expected a whole gang to go down so quickly. From the initial descriptions, I sort of suspected that if any of the gangs would join up with uh, get with Rowden, it would be Karada's. 
just because mm. she always seemed from all the descriptions like all right one's a lunatic one's a psychopath and one seems mysterious but you know not quite as shit as the other two I'm like well that's <laughs> clearly he's gonna get an ally in that one yeah let's make friends with that one yeah good call yeah <laughs> like who to make friends no not you you're crazy yeah okay <laughs> Okay, so uh, I guess let's do some predicaments. What do you guys think um, now that so many have paid off already? I mean, we're only we're we're no we're thirty percent of the way through the book, and several predicaments have uh, either been paid off or been disproven already. So you guys are doing pretty well. What do you have next? I think that happened a bit in the Mistborn books as well. We predict something, and then like within a chapter or two, like they they would get yep um, proven. Like oh, okay. Or disproven, um, yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah, all, 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 all that. All right, so from these chapters, I feel like now that he has uh, subsumed Karada's... I almost said Katara. Now that he is subsumed... Ooh, Katara's army, that would be a badass gang. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bloodbenders. So, yeah, now that he has Karada on board, I feel like the other two gangs are going to start taking him more seriously. And we've already had Karada come in and try and shut him down, and now she's on board, so the other two are going to come in and try and shut them down because like there's there's a massive power shift now in Elantris and they're not going to be happy with that so that's where that's going to go but then you know probably Marishi's going to build like a whole temple thing like the start of Rays of the Lost Ark and they're and both their armies get crushed or something I don't know uh, Ooh, that would be a really weird and badass I like this <laughs> and on the other side of things a more long-term prediction I think that uh I feel like Hraithan's not going to be the ultimate villain of this piece. He's definitely been set up to be, but then the more we've seen of him, he seems you know a bit more reasonable, and he's doing it because he genuinely believes. I feel like he actually might wind up getting betrayed by Viking Pope, who's then going to say, I like this guy, Dilaf. Dilaf can take over. Oh. Um, and so Hraithan will get... Oh. Huh? Sorry, I was about to say, Dilaf's not even like a Fjordan guy. That that would be crazy. No, but it's like, Hraithan's thing is like, oh, you know, you got to use the right tool, use the right tool. Viking yep. Pope might just go, well, look, Dilaf's more suited for this than you are. Mm. Um, and, and you know, yeah, I feel like it's at the, at the end of it, it's going to be Hraithan and Dilaf coming to blows. And maybe Hraithan will have to team up with the other characters, like the other heroes. Or maybe not. Maybe he'll just be a wild card in the whole situation. But yeah, I feel like Dilaf is going to be like the main villain of the piece and Hraithan's going to be more of a, ooh, which side's he on? What's he going to do? Who knows? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I like, I like this idea. Yeah. I just, yeah. Dilaf is too is too full of rage and hatred and being a shit stick. <laughs> yeah, you, you do feel like the guy who just like hates more than anyone else is, it just seems like a bad guy, right? Yeah. So he just he just won't stop talking about like the things that he hates and how much they need to be destroyed and we're just like dude we're having breakfast <laughs> i'm trying to have my eggs what, what was your deal man <laughs> he's like blood death destroy <laughs> <laughs> Gut, guts fire burning and i'm just like well now i've completely been put off my porridge so yeah we well, can be like that man yeah yeah that's how we go <laughs> so um yeah Hraithen, i think He's going to wheel and deal, going to continue to kind of do his thing. Maybe Serini's going to be uh, a thorn in his side on that stuff, more so than she already has been. I think Diloph is headed for uh, disaster, and and this is my prediction, maybe, of what might happen. So Diloph is spouting his hate for Elantrians, and then it's finally too much for him, right? So he gets an angry mob together, and he's like, we're going to go in there and destroy all these Elantrians because they're evil and we'll take this city back for us or whatever, you know. 
And then he's going to raise like an angry mob. They're going to go up to the gates of Elantris. But by that time, Raiden's going to have figured out the magic stuff. And then uh, they're going to get magic. And then they're all going to bow down before Raiden and be like, oh, crap, the magic's back. And um, and then the the gangs are all going to bow down before the mystical magic. Is he going to cast like Death Rune for real? <laughs> I don't think he's I don't think he's that vicious. Uh, he'll probably cast like blind rune, like go blind for an hour or something. I don't know, but uh, no, look, yeah, it's it, it's 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 Rowden. He'll cast the turn to my side rune. Yeah, yeah, no, I, that makes sense too. I'm waiting for this magic to kick off. My concern is based on secret history. It sounds like some of these dead Elantrians are using the magic for like evil purposes. So maybe Rayadin doesn't really like win or survive. Maybe things take a bad turn at some point. But yeah, so for right now, though, I think to really get the story kicked off, but maybe it won't be what gets kicked off. Maybe it'll be like way further into the book, like near the end, like the magic's going to have to start working again somehow. Yeah, I really remember you said that the last time too. You're like, we, we can't have the book without the magic ever actually coming into it. So it's gotta it's gotta show yeah. up at some point. Right. If it shows up in like the last chapter, I'm gonna be like, oh, really? Oh, jeez. Uh, we, we've gotten maybe a start on it here because he found this book that he thinks will have hold the secret. Yeah. So you know he's gonna have to do a little Stranger Thingsing. He's gonna have to translate aeons like they tried to translate Russian communications. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, so he, we, Radden really does have the most stuff to do. He's he's got a bunch of stuff on his list. He needs to fix up the place. He needs to grow some food. He needs to deal with the other gangs. He needs to figure out how the magic works. It's just a, a whole a whole list. If anybody can do it, it's Radden. Whereas all Radden needs to do is convert the entire country in thirty days. It's you know not a big deal. Or yeah. three months, whatever it was. And I guess I don't know what Serene, Serene's trying to do. She's you know trying to overthrow Iodon, I guess. Or yeah. Something. Which really, if Serene and Iodon, or if Serene and Hraithan work together, maybe it would actually be more helpful, but I guess she well, doesn't like the Fjordal Empire. Well, no, her, the whole reason she wants an alliance with this country is to be allied against the Fjordal Empire. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. Doesn't really help her, does it? No, yeah. It's like, why don't we convert the country and get rid of Iodon that way? Oh, wait, that's exactly the opposite of what I... Okay, never mind. No, yeah, <laughs> that's not what I want at all. So in a way, she kind of needs to help Iodon. To keep Thraithen out. There's no good outcome here. Mm. Yeah. What they what Raiden ought to do is make a deal with the guards and like, dude, bring us more seed. <laughs> what, what what are they gonna give them in exchange? You know, magic stuff. <laughs> I'll draw some <laughs> magic symbols in the air and pretend they do something. No, I mean after he figures it out, he'll just oh, be like, okay. Here, bro. Well, I mean magic. if he figures it out, then like the Elantrians used to be able to make food out of nothing. So you won't need their help at that point. I mean, maybe. I don't know if it's going to work quite the same. Uh, well, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Bring me these magic beans. I don't think these beans are magic, but look what I can do with them. <laughs> Starts drawing in the air. These are the best magic beans ever. Yeah. Just hit, uh, you know, he's going to put the seeds in the ground. He's going to hit them with some bone meal. It'll, it'll all be good. <laughs> Is the bone meal made from Elantrians? Crushed up? Sure. That's, oh, no. uh... It turns out to be really good fertilizer. Maybe. Who knows? It's just the Lantrians. It's the Padriest. <laughs> and somehow they're still alive <laughs> in, in powder form, like screaming where you can't hear them. We're in horrible pain. Yeah. 
Glagnar's Lantrian Rhymes. It's a bunch of munch of crunch of zombies. Oh my gosh. Isn't Glagnar one of the ranks in the in the um, Fjordal Church? It sounds like it, right? Yeah, exactly. Ragnat or Rad Rangat, I don't know. See, I feel like that's something that you could make and people wouldn't feel bad. It's like, you, you can't say human meat. People don't want to eat that. But if you're like made from zombies, people are like, oh, well, I don't mind that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I might still not want to eat it. Terrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait, am I, am I, if I eat zombie flakes, am I going to become a zombie? That's that's a fair question. I wouldn't want to risk that. No. Probably. <laughs> it's uh, it's what flakes made of zombies. It's not flakes that'll turn you into a zombie. <laughs> Like it's it's uh, it's just like in a salt shaker. It's like a, a spice that you use in a recipe. Put some oh, zombie yeah. powder in there. Zombie powder. Ooh, why does it taste like burnt chili? I don't know. See now, having... they, they need a brand of like uh, of like some sort of spice that's called zombie powder because it's like really spicy or something. That'd be great. Yeah, it's a zombie jamboree in here. All these spices. Zombie jamboree took, took place, place in, in a cemetery. cemetery. <sighs> oh, there's a manga series called Zombie Powder, apparently. Oh, do they eat zombie powder? I don't know. Oh, also, there is a uh, something called Haitian Zombie Powder that uh, messes people up. Oh, yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds applicable to what we were just saying. Jeez. Okay, good to know. Sorry, I just Googled Zombie Powder to see if somebody had already had this idea for a product, and it's... Uh, a deeper hole than I had anticipated going down uh, in the middle of the show. <laughs> uh, a canceled 1999 manga series ran in Shonen Jump for 27 chapters. Follows a teenage boy named Elwood who joins with the mysterious <laughs> criminal Gamma Akutabi. Why are the blues search... going through this yeah, shit? I, I know, right? In their search <laughs> for the Rings of the Dead. These rings are a group of legendary artifacts with the power to resurrect the dead and grant immortality to anyone who collects 12. Mm, I do like zombie powder. I mean, I, said, I just want to find out what the zombie shit thing. while Jake was in jail. Right? <laughs> uh, now you want to watch the Blues Brothers. You, you just did that to me. Why Why would you do that? I mean, because watching the Blues Brothers is something everyone should do. It is. It is Honestly, I, I'm a big fan of Blues Brothers 2000, even though most people don't like it as much as the first one. I like it. So. Never actually saw it, but I do like me that John Goodman rendition of Ghost Riders in the Sky. Mm, John Goodman's like surprisingly good in that whole thing. He does the the looking for a fox song, and uh, I I really like that that song a lot too. So I, I we're on a that. mission from God. <laughs> that's like uh, because they're on a mission from God. That's like the Catholic Church has said that's like an officially approved movie. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, it's like one of the officially approved Catholic Church films Catholic Church approved films didn't realize that when I tried to search for, yeah when I tried to search for that uh it it, it the what tried to autocomplete was Catholic Church approved fertility treatments moving on yeah I know right okay so <laughs> uh let's see so it's not on this list but there's apparently a Vatican list of films in 1995 on the occasion of the 100th anniversary of cinema the Vatican compiled a list of 45 quote unquote great films. Oh, well, yeah, it's not on that list because it would have been – I know the movie came out before 1995, but it didn't – I don't think it was approved until Pope Francis became the pope. Schindler's List makes sense. 2001 A Space Odyssey is on here. Nosferatu. Those are some odd choices. 
Mm, a lot of movies I never heard of because they're older movies and I don't do a whole lot of old movies. Like, I don't know what Bicycle Thieves from 1949 is, but... Uh, it's an all-Italian movie, I think. Was that The Bicycle Thief? All right, so The Blues Brothers has now been deemed by the Catholic Church as a Catholic classic. This was August 29th, 2020, that that happened. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I, found an, I found an article from June 2010 that said that, so... Okay, so it's been a while that then yeah, might that have been they longer. did that. The Vatican endorses the Blues Brothers. Okay, sure. Why not? I mean, I've <laughs> I got mean, a problem they're with on it. a mission from God. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to save that orphanage run by the Catholic Church. With the recommendation, the Blues Brothers joins a list of dozens of films recommended by Catholic authorities that include Cecil B. DeMille's The Ten Commandments, Jesus of Nazareth, Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ, Victor Fleming's Joan of Arc, and It's a Wonderful Life from Frank Capra. Well, there you go. Yeah. So I hope you, everyone has enjoyed uh, the our, our Blues Brothers Catholic Church uh, side discussion here. Yeah, digression of the of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, because we we didn't have any of those yet before we got here. But anyway, yeah. well, no, this is you know this is the new segment. It's the digression of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this week, starring Blues Brothers, officially approved and endorsed by the Catholic Church. So for next week. Anyone reading along? We're doing chapters 14 and 15, so we're going to have some some serene and some Hraithan action. Action, action, action. <laughs> so, read those. Everyone listening at home, if you want, uh, the two of you, for sure, should definitely read those before, right? <laughs> before next week. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, we don't have any new emails, no new reviews or anything. So, nothing oh, wow. to go into okay. there. So, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you would like to send us some emails, the email address is the Sanderlanch with an E at the end at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, which I haven't Instagrammed anything in a couple weeks. I need to do that. I've fallen behind on my duties. But yes, find us. Leave leave a review if you want to be in the Misting crew. It's still the Misting crew. I, I don't think we find anything to replace that with yet. So get jumped yeah. in. The zombie crew. The zombie crew. <laughs> I guess it gotta be, you gotta find something to call them, but yeah. Oh, damn, I could call them, like, ragnats and shit. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, you could. <laughs> if anyone wants to be a ragnat. Yeah, yeah I, I if anybody wants to be it. a ragnat or an arteth or a That's Gjorn not gonna get us any, any any reviews. I'm so I'm sorry, no, no one wants to be a ragnat or a... <laughs> nah. a, a I don't a, even know what it is yet. A gragnet. <laughs> yeah, uh, a Gjorn, a Wern, Jadeth. Hey, I, 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 I'd be Viking Pope if somebody was offering the job. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty learn. smooth gig. That's, yeah. that's a limited time offer, though. Mm, it's true. true. It's true. Anyway, music by Miracle of Sound and wasn't to the time of next. Colo? My name's Get up, get out.